our guest today, Somi, <laughs> who is joining us um, from London and who's been working so hard that she can even get to Paris because I think you've got a, a huge launch coming up and lots of things to tell us. But before we get to that, just wanted to say hi. Thanks for joining us. And just like give, give a, br a brief introduction uh, about who you are and what you do. Thank you. I mean, first of all, right now I'm defined by FOMO <laughs> from not going to Paris <laughs> after listening to everything you guys said. Uh, I can't believe Rao Powell was there and I, I missed him. So that was that's that's a bummer. Um, and everything else that you just dis uh, described. But um, I did have a very important meeting that day uh, with the with the team at um, Morgan Stanley, which is, uh, you know, good news because it means that obviously they're interested in the space and they're one of our uh, pilot clients so so it's it's all bullish for web3 as a whole um wow and also we uh yeah and then we also had uh a, an amazing session that day with aks db from uh from proof and then we had ryan carson so it was like yeah it was quite a lot going on so um, These are all I, really big names, Somi. Like, uh, and I was looking through the platform itself, and you've got major recognizable names on your platform, like Zanaka, yeah. Kevin Rose, Ryan Carson, NFT God, Carly Riley, G Money. All these people that are that have huge projects themselves in the space. So, how how did that come about? Like, what's your origin story? So that's the idea, and that's where that's where we um, you know compare ourselves to the masterclass uh, of you know we say LinkedIn slash masterclass because the LinkedIn piece is what uh, is the longer kind of you know play. That's where we want to go. Um, the masterclass piece is what, where we are building right now. Um, so the uh, idea is that we um, bring in experts uh, in Web three to talk about uh, and and teach different aspects um, of, uh, you know, uh, Web3 and, you know, building a business in Web3. Um, so initially, uh, most of the focus is actually teaching about Web3 itself. But as the platform grows, we will be focusing on, you know, bringing in people from different industries. So, for example, today I was talking to potential investors um, that are, you know, that, that could we might get, for example, some if we get some investment from from these people, they are like footballers, you know, and and it could be quite interesting to collaborate with them on, you know, um, how how to build a business in Web three, you know, uh, for for sportsmen, for sports, um, you know, people. So yeah, so so the the idea um, came from the fact that when I came into Web three, I felt that there wasn't really um, a strong, you know, a one-stop shop for uh, learning and networking. And I could see that if, if I went into different communities, uh, you know, if I was going to talk about my project, people would be like, oh, you're shilling, you know, like, you know, they, they, like there wasn't really a place that was specifically for professional networking. Um, I was also super inspired by what Proof is doing uh, for arts. And I could see that, uh, you know, I, I could see an opportunity to build something like that for, um, you know, for professional networking. And, and uh, also, I have a very strong background uh, in LinkedIn. I've been a LinkedIn top voice three years in a row, have very close relationship with the team at LinkedIn. I know, I know their vision really well. And I could really see that we need something like that for Web3 because I can see that LinkedIn is not going to necessarily adapt to Web3 anytime soon. Um, so, uh, and, and by the time they do, Web3 will have moved on, you know, so, so that the culture will be so different that uh, they won't be able to capture it. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I really wanted to kind of build something that would bring my uh, previous, you know, expertise together. We initially, before we um, became in peak, we started out as fan peak, um, and we were going to focus, you know, on bringing in more women into the space. But um, I realized that that was that was not a really good business model because, um, first of all, there weren't enough women. Secondly, even if there were women, they needed to be, uh, you know, networking with other people, including, uh, you know, men, and it didn't make sense to separate them. And uh, and also then, uh, you know, 
There were uh, other communities that were focused on uh, women-led projects that were doing an amazing job, like BFF and, and World Women. And I was like, okay, you know, they already have that corner covered. I'm going to focus on what's really my specialty, which is, you know, LinkedIn and uh, thought leadership building. Um, so, so that's basically where it came from. And then um, I, uh, I just have a natural talent for networking. Um, I just, I think this is probably one of my most, uh, you know, uh, my my best talents. Essentially, you know, it's the, it always I've always been like that since I was seventeen. Uh, you know, work started working for uh, for um, a, a, as a tour guide when I, at that time I lived in Iran. And even then, I uh, I got given you know uh, VIP tours from uh, embassies and United Nations, and then I, I ended up working with United Nations. So I was always like really really good at this. So so I wanted to bring my um, you know t- uh, net networking talent and uh, my passion for education uh, to build this project. So it all started that way, and um, and now and it's one of those things that's like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Like yesterday, we had an amazing uh, meeting with the team at Ledger, um, and we are going to uh, give a month free access of the platform to uh, all of the holders of uh, the Ledger Market Pass. Um, you know, we are going to be doing the same thing for the whole proof ecosystem. Um, you know, and uh, possibly other other communities that we are discussing uh, with, including Rock Radio itself. So. So um, uh, yeah, and and um, just really giving as much value as possible to different communities. Wow, this is such an inspiring regional story. Not like uh, you working in Web two and then hearing about Web three, joining some project or whatsoever, but actually having this curiosity to learn more about the space, to innovate the space, to build the space, starting from community development in Web2 through LinkedIn, now moving into Web3 space. So I'm a big fan of uh, Somi's story. I'm hearing it for the second time. Just to make sure you can hear me properly right now, guys, right? Yeah, we can hear you. Thank goodness. Wow. Back. <laughs> wow. I put so much energy in this intro, and I bet that was the best intro I ever did. <laughs> then I, I checked my phone, and I am out. And I'm like, no way. No way. No one have heard it. So, guys, next time I'm going to repeat it. But regardless of that, um, I had a chance to chat with uh, Somi one-on-one uh, in my latest uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it gave me a lot of insights about her original story. What is she passionate about? Like, what is driving her vision for, like, the whole Impeak project for the, her, uh, for the whole personal brand at Web3? Uh, and one thing that I found the most fascinating about is perhaps the fact that Somi is a constant learner. Somi is a person... Uh, who always questions things and want to learn, whether it comes to uh, coding, programming, whether it comes to developing part of Web3 of uh, smart contracts, whether it comes to community development, partially, uh, I should say, it's coming from her origins, uh, learning English from scratch, moving to Europe. So maybe, Somi, you want to uh, give our audience a bit more of this background what are you getting all this passion, all this energy to stay uh, out of the curve all the time, learn the space, be uh, the front runner of uh, Web3 and specifically educational aspect of Web3? I think, you know, for me, it's not about Web3, it's about technology. Um, you know, whatever the next technology is, I'm uh, fascinated by technology and uh, its potential to change um, Humanity. I believe that technology has a life of its own. Um, in in terms of like where, why, you know, where that passion uh, came from and why. So I I was born during the Iran Iraq War, um, and you know, in a very underprivileged area of uh, Tehran, and um, I uh, discovered English when I was around ten, and uh, and that just sort of opened up. Uh, a whole new world of possibilities and and um you know i just realized that there was another world out there i'll tell you a story that i don't uh, say very often i don't think you know i can't remember if i've ever said this in a um in a podcast or anything but 
uh, when I started learning English, and they, uh, it was basically uh, one summer uh, where I discovered, um, you know, there was like this uh, little classroom that they had put together um, on the uh, fourth floor of um, a mosque of all places, where uh, it was basically it was called like um, cult- uh, cultural center, you know, for um, like, uh, you know, summer learning. And they were teaching English uh, and, and the books that they were teaching. So because I, I in Iran, everything is, um, you know, censored. Yeah. So the books that they were teaching, they had actually painted over the hair of the women. They had painted over it with um, with a scarf so that like they had made it look like it was a that the person was wearing a scarf. Um, and then uh, one other thing was that, for example, they had changed the wording of um, where they were, they were talking about like let's have uh, let's have dinner and and wine. They had changed the word of wine to milk. And how I knew that they had changed it was because in the tape it said wine, and in the in the book it said uh, you know um, like uh, milk. So I uh, so just just that kind of made made me realize that uh, there was another world out there that I like that I didn't know about and I wasn't part of right like and and and. Um, also, like all of the films uh, that they showed in uh, the Iranian TV, they, all the films were um, censored, right? So, so like you, you, just, you couldn't make sense of, you know, if they showed any kind of, uh, you know, a foreign quote-unquote movie, uh, you know, it was it was just so chopped up and so censored that that you could you could really kind of notice that something was missing. So, so I really wanted to learn English so that I could figure out what was really behind these things. So um, I taught myself English, um, you know, started, you know, learning, learning it and um, just became obsessed with it. By the time I was 14, I could easily read a, a book in, uh, you know, a like a novel in English. And that opened up my eyes to uh, the fact that there was a whole other world. Um, in a similar way, uh, you know, when I discovered technology, I realized that, you know, that when people, uh, people who could code that they could it was like knowing a different language and, and there was another world out there. But it was, um, you know, I wasn't very good at coding or I wasn't really good at math, um, partly because of, you know, the, the kind of the upbringing. I think like if I went, went back and if I wasn't, if I knew what I know now, it would be different. But, um, but I could see that I could make a contribution in technology in a different way. I realized that uh, this is something that I always disco- uh, describe that, there are three ways that we uh, interact with technology. And there's the designing of the technology, there is the engineering of technology, and there's the use of technology. You know, um, women are always, um, you know, known to not be necessarily coders or, or engineers as, you know, as much because we just don't get exposure to it. You know, as you're growing up, we don't necessarily, we are not, you know, like encouraged to become engineers. So, so I was like, okay, um, what, what, what women can do if, if, if they find that maybe they don't necessarily want to go down the path of coding, there's, there's the other two aspects. Uh, there's the designing and the, uh, the, the use of technology that are just as important because if you learn how to use it properly, you can do things with it that, you, that would put you ahead of the curve. Um, and if you learn to use it, then you will figure out what the problem is with the design and then you can contribute to the design. And that's where I wanted to you know, excel. I was like, if I'm not gonna be a coder, then I wanna be really good at designing and using technology. Um, and the reason why I'm so fascinated by technology, you know, I call myself a tech philosopher, is that I believe that technology is a life form in itself and it's co-evolving with human life. And um, at some point it could, uh, it could overtake us. And, uh, you know, if we, don't, uh, if we don't keep up with it, you know, we will slowly fade and, and it, you, know, it, you know, technology will continue without us. So, so that's why I'm, pa- I'm passionate about bringing together. That's why I also, in my book, I call myself a transition architect. Um, you know, I feel that like my job uh, in this life is to help people transition uh, from one technology to another. I love that, the transition architect. That's just like the most brilliant phrase. I've got to 
remember that and create that. But I just wanted to say how inspiring this is, this story. Like, you're just saying it because it's your story. But I, I'm, I'm picturing this girl who is in this environment that's so uh, against everything she is. And yet you've pushed through consistently since a very young age since like a child you've been pushing yeah. and pushing and not stopping and that persistence is just uh, it's just incredible and obviously will lead I think to huge success because I think the basis of any successful entrepreneur is really resilience and drive and it's clear that you you have had had to have that out of necessity from such a young age yeah yeah absolutely um and uh you know growing up like for example, whenever we had guests, um, women would always sit in the kitchen and they would eat last. Uh, you know, everybody else would sit at the table, uh, you know, but we didn't even have a table. It would like, uh, you know, it would be like a spread on the floor. Right. Um, and I was like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I, I want to be sitting with everybody else. And and in the main room, you know, people are talking about um, politics and, and economy and all the important things happening. And, you know, like I, I just didn't want uh, to not be included in that right um and then i realized that actually the way to have a seat at the table is to put on the table you know like yeah. the way to you know yeah. that's what i wanted to do you know so that's why i was like i'm going to build my own thing right rather than waiting for somebody to give me a seat at the table i'm going to build my own thing and you build your own table uh, in a certain way. We all know those stories of people who are stubborn enough, who were uh, unsatisfied with this new technology when the internet came 20 years ago. And we know where all these people ended up. Either they uh, adjusted, uh, they adapted after some time, but this late adoption caused them certain uh, efficiencies, certain uh, expenses, etc., or they do not exist right now. So I do believe that the technology that Somi is talking about, the blockchain technology, is here to stay. Whether you look at it for the next five years, for the next 10 years, 20 years, but the technology is here to stay in one way or another. No one knows how exactly it's going to be represented through NFT, through uh, DeFi market, etc. But we're here to learn about it. And Somi is the one who is learning about it, not by herself, but uh, by people around her, with people around her, which I absolutely respect. And uh, us having uh, this discussion before, you mentioned that uh, the goal for you uh, for the short-term future, uh, for the short-term future would be not just to bring more people uh, who already uh, exist in this space and educate all of these people, but actually to educate new people uh, who are new to Web3 space, who have never heard about MetaMask, who have never heard about uh, transferring NFTs and crypto. So the question I have to you, uh, since you are working, you are advising, you are mentoring both types of people, uh, what are some of the obvious uh, mindset limitations let's put it like this uh that web two people have uh that for example web three people that are a bit more experienced do not have is it somehow connected with this uh, financial aspect that i'm putting my uh real money and i can lose this money is it somehow uh connected with some other elements of uh, finance ownership in web three like what are these differences well, um, you know, if you think about it, uh, if, in my book, actually, I talk about, you know, five different human traits. One of those human traits is openness. Um, and not necessarily everybody is predisposed to have that openness, right? So it's like anything else. It's, it's, it's about being a, an early adopter. And being an early adopter by default means taking risk. And, you know, there is a reason why it's called taking risk. You know, not everybody is necessarily designed for that. Not not everybody's, um, you know, if you think about the, the uh, NFT space, actually a lot of the early adopters of NFTs are, um, you know, poker players because they are used to mm. uh, taking risks, right? So one of the like issues Zeneca. with this... Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the, and there are so many others, like, you know, in the proof ecosystem, there's so many uh, people that I talked to that that I figured, you know, that they started out um, with poker. So 
Um, the reason is that they are predisposed to a type of you know risk taking that it, that goes hand in hand with being uh, being an early adopter, and it's not not everybody's built for that. And I don't necessarily think um, that we should um, you know blame anybody for it. I mean, think about it. Most of us here will have lost a, a fair amount of money in. Uh, if you think of, you know, it, like, for example, I bought most of my NFTs at the top um, because, I you know, I bought them, a lot of them. We're all uh, wrecked. We're wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. That's and why it's everyone's not, and so, so I don't, so I don't, I don't blame people. Right. But in my, in my mind, I know that that risk was for a good reason because that's what mm-hmm. allowed me to build those amazing networks and, and uh, partnerships. Um, you know, I bought those NFTs to, for example, let's say admit one, I bought my admit one at 15 ETH. And um, like, I don't know, even I haven't looked at the, the floor. But like last time I checked, it was like under four. ETH. It's four. And yeah, so so, oh. so you so you could say and, and also I bought it when ETH was much more expensive. So when you think about it, you know, in um, in I know my, terms, husband, my husband's listening to this. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm so, sure he's so, laughing now. <laughs> so in financial terms, it may look like I have um, lost, but in but I haven't yeah. actually because as a result of that, I became friends with G, and he mm-hmm. came on my podcast, and now he is a shareholder in our company. You know, he's doing um, sessions on the platform. Uh, you know, and we are building something. Uh, you know, like it, it became. You know, that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't part of his. Uh, so you're, you're saying, I mean, I say this all the time that the mistakes that I've made, and obviously there's been many, as I'm sure many of us here have had mistakes in crypto and NFTs. Uh, it's almost like uh, paying for an education, like you would pay for a degree and you've, you've paid to actually learn these mistakes uh, firsthand and you'll never make them again. But that those are uh, the, the mistakes that I've made, but also buying in, you bought into projects almost like a, as a shareholder, so to speak, through the NFT projects, yeah. which gave you access to these uh, amazing creators. But then then you took the initiative and built on that and built a whole ecosystem because you were yeah. brave enough to do that. And I wanted to ask you, Somi, like, that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, you're, let's think about it. You're this girl from Iran who's like taught yourself English. You're like, you're coming out. You're like, you're, you're like saying, right, I'm going to like build this whole thing. I'm going to build this whole ecosystem. Yeah. And who am I going to do it with? I'm going to do it with G Money. I'm going to do it with like uh, Kevin Rose. The biggest like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how, so what, what, what makes you do that? Like, how do you, like, there's people listening who may be like, who are also like trying to get up to achieve and reach the top how do you um have the guts to do that what goes through you your your you know your 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 thought process and gives you that uh drive to do that or tell us how even yeah i would even put the question like this how are how comes it you're different from other people because everyone wants to have something in common with g money everyone wants to work with prove directly but not everyone have enough passion enough determination so how comes that you're different like what's so special about you apart from what you already shared uh with your original yeah so i think part of it is um you know it's a combination of different things one is like being um really having the courage to actually ask you would be surprised i mean i i'm I'm, i can tell you that those guys are very very busy and um and it's very hard initially, but um, you have to be able to persevere. You have to think about what can you offer to them. So, for example, when, when I minted my Moonbird, um, then I, I was giving a TED talk and um, I wanted to talk about my Moonbird in my TED talk, in TEDx talk, um, so that I, because I knew that was getting recorded and I could, I knew I would be able to use that to um you know get uh, get the t- approved team's attention right so so in my um in my ted talk uh we had already s- submitted the presentation so they said that we couldn't change the presentation but the the uh, you know minting happened after we had submitted so um so 
on my way there, you know, I prepared a new presentation and they said, no, 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 you can't change it, change it. On the day, I was like, I went in the backstage and talked to the engineer and I, and I it got him to change my presentation. So I could put in that slide with, with the picture of my moonbird. And then I, um, you know, in my, in my talk, I literally said, and this is my moonbird. <laughs> you know? Let's and, go. And then, and, then, and then we clipped that part, right? And, and we created this behind the scene video. And then I posted that on Twitter and I tagged, um, you know, the proof team. And then Ryan Carson saw that and, and he was like, wow, this is so amazing. And he, he retweeted that. And then that caught me a lot of attention. But that wasn't enough, right? Like then I, then I really went out of my way. You know, I really wanted to buy a proof pass. It, it was 74 ETH by the time I bought it. And it was, you know, I, I really couldn't afford it at the time. It was very hard, but I, I pulled it together, managed to buy a proof pass. Then found out that okay, just having a proof pass wasn't enough. It wasn't, you know, like it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, like right, like the whole thing. But it's just when I look back at it, I smile. It's just, it's really funny. And I did the same thing. Like for example, I got Gary V on my uh, documentary. This was uh, a few a few uh, years ago, like in 2017. Like um, I I discovered Gary like just for a few months at a time. I was like, oh, Gary is amazing. I should have him on my documentary. And I was making this documentary at a time called The Millennial Disruption. So I started, I contacted the, the team, you know, obviously didn't get a response. And then um, uh, Gary came to London for a conference. I bought a ticket to this, con- I bought a VIP ticket to this con- conference so that I would be able to sit in the front row. And then I was like, you know, I, 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 I dressed up really nicely. I was like, I made sure that I, st- uh, I stood out, you know, and uh, I asked um, uh, the organizers that uh, to allow me to, uh, you know, to uh, ask a question. And this thing of like, Lola knows this, you know, this is one of our hacks that we would go into conferences early days, you know, when I was building this, uh, building my profile. So I was like, you know, uh, I would ask a question at conferences. And the question that I asked was something that would then bring, bring it back to, you know, my expertise. So they were like, oh yeah, yeah it's really busy. There's a lot of requests. I was like, no, 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 I paid for a VIP ticket. I want to pay, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> so I, 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 uh, they gave me the microphone. I stood out, um, I stood up, asked Gary a question. And then I messaged him on Instagram. And I was like, do you remember? I asked you this question. I'm, I'm making this documentary. And, uh, you know, and at that time I had already actually uh, secured for my documentary, uh, you know, like the CEO of, um, Bentley and Jaguar Land Rover, uh, you know, and, and a head of marketing of The Economist wow. and, and how I did all of those things. So I already had these other big names, right? So Bentley, The Economist, you know, uh, Marie Claire, etc. Um, so, so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm having all of these people on, the, on, on this documentary. Can I, um, you know, interview? Anyway, I managed to get 30 minute interview, which turned out to be actually 25 minute interview with Gary. So then I had to pay four and a half thousand pounds to travel to uh, New York with a team, you know, with like with my, you know, the film crew, all of that self-paid. So I've always like worked really hard, uh, you know, earned earned uh, any every penny that I earned I put it back into the business so the truth is you have to spend money it's like it's uh, there's there's part of it is that and look and I come uh, anybody who says like I I don't have money I I didn't have money to do this and that the truth is I came to the UK with one suitcase and no money you know but every penny that I earned I put it back into building my network and oh my uh, god you are so amazing I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize how amazing you are. But as I'm listening to, I just think you don't understand how amazing. I told you. You came to the UK with one suitcase, and you're sitting here, and you're you're saying, "Look, you know what? It's it's about be it's about having that conviction and putting the money into building. And there's no for you. Your belief was so solid that there wasn't any other way right you're just yeah. gonna see this through and you did and you were like no you are gonna speak to me because you know what i came here with one suitcase exactly I put all my money into this, <laughs> so you're gonna speak to me because i need to make this happen and that's what it takes it's hard right you have to be determined you have to it, it's amazing i just want to say shout out to vertical crypto uh, my my friend Mikal's listening ace my baby ace is listening hi uh, any of you want to come up and speak, please join. Anyone who wants to speak, please retweet this space. I think everyone needs to know how amazing this woman is. I'm just in awe of you, Somi. 
I'm in awe. Oh, thank you. Seriously. I appreciate that. It's just that I want people to know that it's not easy and it and hard work alone doesn't cut it. You know, you have to spend money um, and you yeah. have to work for that money, you know, to make it happen, right? So, so I'll tell you the story of, like, for example, how I landed Steinway as a client, right? So um, Steinway is, is our bigger, biggest client, one of our biggest clients. Well, it's our biggest client for my other company. And that opened up so many doors to us. But the way I, I got them, I, I hired a crew. I made a beautiful film for them for free, you know, and I did the same thing for so many others. I did the same thing. I did something re- free for Bentley. I did it for like the whole of Savile Row in London. You know, I put myself in positions where, you know, I use my talent and I use my resources to make these beautiful films for amazing, you know, brands that then opened up the door for me to then be able to get them on my documentary. And then I was, uh, and get some of, and I got some of them as, as our clients. And then that enabled me to then attract Gary Vee to come on my documentary. And then my documentary went on to win several international awards. You know, then of course I had to pay somebody to do all of the, you know, conference uh, stuff. So I literally, every penny I earn, I put it back into the businesses that I build. And I know I spend, I spend that money. I spend it wisely. I take risks. Yes, I lose money sometimes, but when I, but even if I lose money, the the, the contacts that I make and the network that I build, it stays. You know, I have an amazing network. And I, when I came to London, I didn't know any. When I came to the UK, well, actually, I went to initially I went to Dundee uh, and uh, you know lived in in Scotland, uh, and then I studied in St Andrews University where Prince William studied, you know, like, I, I was this girl that was that was brought up in, in Tehran, you know, like, with no money, um, and uh, went there, paid for my own education, because when I was in Iran, I was working for United Nations and European Embassy, so I was earning dollars, I saved every penny that I had, so, so basically, when I came here, I had, I came here with 12,000 pounds at a time, which I used uh, and, and not a penny of it from my parents. It was all I earned it myself working for, you know, you, you know for European embassies and United Nations paid about 10,000 pounds of that to the university, you know, uh, and, and uh, for my first year of um, my rent and uh, paid some of it for my flight. So basically I was left with 500 pounds. And I was like, every night I was sitting up here crying till morning thinking like, what am I gonna do? And um, wow. and then I, I had to start again, you know, like working, going from working in United Nations to suddenly working in Next, uh, you know, in the in the warehouse. So so it was like- um, yeah, Working it's, it's hard. Like, yeah. And then working, working even hard. harder. Working hard, uh, then using the money that you earn wisely to build your network, being persistent and giving people value. Like, for example, when I talk about Moonbears on my TED Talk, that is me giving them value, right? Because it's, yeah. like, you know, I, I just minted this thing and I'm talking about it in my, in, in my TED Talk in front of, you know, uh, I don't know how many thousand people you know that will hear about that nft and and uh about that, and even that to get message. to that ted ted talk was hard but but you were strategic and you optimized whenever an opportunity has presented itself to you you've optimized and literally drained the hell out of that opportunity squeezed every bit you could in order yeah. to maximize that opportunity for the next level but i also want to just say for those people listening um, not financial advice. Like I know a lot of people who have put everything they have into Web3 and can't pay their rent or eat. I would say like, be careful, make sure that you never invest more than you can afford to lose. Um, make sure you can pay your rent and eat. Um, you know, don't give up that job if you if you don't need to work on nights and weekends until you can make it or find investors. But I think like you, you were in a position where you just literally had to make it work. And very often, I think that is the, the point where you can become the most successful because you have to. You've got that drive and you just have no to make plan it B. work. Actually, yeah. no plan B. You have no to go full, full pace. And uh, a lot of people say that the best possible investment you can make is investment in yourself. Because yeah. you believe in yourself, because you use your network, you use your abilities, because you do not reply, uh, you do not rely on anyone else apart from you. And uh, for all the audience here today, uh, specifically for ladies who are striving, who are developing projects in the Web3 and Web2, 
Soma is a real-world example for you. I see that our friend Hari has been waiting for five minutes to ask the question. Before that, just briefly, uh, I invited Nico from uh, Vertical Crypto Arts family. I invited uh, Ace, uh, Asa. I also invited um, uh, Caroline from Vagmi uh, Guide. So, guys and girls, if you want to join us, if you have something to learn, because we're learning a lot today from Somi, uh, come and join us. Uh, other than that, uh, Harry, go on with your question, my man. It's not so much a question. It's just a little, um, a very, very short story about how me and Hannah actually met. And it kind of speaks to the drive and the the feeling of just going out and hustling that, that Somi was uh, alluding to mm. just before. So what, the day that me and Hannah met, I got up at 3 a.m. with my business partner, drove down to London because I couldn't afford the train. We didn't want to stay over because we couldn't afford it. We got up, got got there, went to a breakfast NFT thought leaders thing. Maybe I spoke to Hannah for five minutes. And then the following four months, I think every month, like we'd book a call and then Hannah would get busy and I'd be like, no problem, not a problem. Speak to me in a month. And every month it kept going and going. And I think after time, she just wore down and thought, I'm going to have to speak to this lad. He's never going to leave me alone. <laughs> and it's a good thing. We've it's become fast friends. And I kind of, sorry to speak over you, Nikita. I, I credit Hannah with so many of the things that have gone right for me in the past three or four months is, is simply because I put myself out there and, uh, and got up at 4 a.m. So there you go. That was oh my God, that's, such, that's such an amazing, uh, such an amazing parallel. But I think, you know, so me uh, and Harry and, and what speaks to a lot of us here is um, the, the, the guts to, because Web3 is extremely volatile and it is a risky area. So it does attract a certain type of person, I think, who is less risk averse because the rewards are obviously going to be greater long term, but, uh, you know, it is more risky. And I think that um, it takes a certain amount of guts to even just be here, right? And um to, and I think you've you've got this rare combination, Somi, of of like self belief, right, drive and determination, which, which has come from a background that you didn't ask to be in. But instead, of, you know, some people who would have had your background maybe would have like crawled into themselves and said, you know, I'm from here and relied on others and and charity and 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 sort of because because they just had to and and that's understandable and you know and 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 we would be there for these people but you 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 took that and you used it and you used it to as a strength right and that's amazing and and when you can take a situation that's difficult and use it as a strength to succeed it's a remarkable thing to to watch and i think every all the successes that you're experiencing now are so rightly and justly deserved. Um, even the case that you didn't go to Ledger at Paris, which I know how much you wanted to go, because I know how much yeah. I wanted to go, because I didn't go to... Uh, and you decided not to. You made that sacrifice because you know you're focused and driven on this long-term goal that you've given your life for. And that's also really important to understand. There's a sacrifice, there's sacrifice involved with success. Success doesn't come easy, Right. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of sacrifice, um, there's something that I want to give a shout out to everybody who has children. And that is, if I had children, I wouldn't be able to do all of this. You know, that's another <laughs> sacrifice I made. You know, that was like, I just made a decision that, uh, you know, I, because I, I come from such a difficult background. You know, my upbringing was so difficult that I was like, you know, I feel like I haven't really had a childhood. I haven't had a life and I I haven't lived enough to then sacrifice the rest of my life for another human being you know a, a child so so I'm just going to make a decision of not having children so I can concentrate on you know actually living and building <laughs> building things so um yeah it's it, it, that's another sacrifice you could say but on the other hand like you know people who do have basically in life you're always sacrificing something for something else right if you do have children then it's harder everything yeah. else becomes harder to, to spend um, the time and the energy and the money. Like if I had ch children, I wouldn't be able to justify spending the money that, you know, maybe I would have had to spend on the child instead, right? Um, on doing 
things that and taking risks that I uh, so one of the reasons why I can take this these risks is because I don't have kids and I you know uh, you know what yeah. or you can rope your kids into helping you <laughs> like I do so like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's my daughter's one. my daughter's studying digital innovation and I'm like constantly asking her for help but um but but like also yeah we have it's a support network is 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 so important like my husband really is supportive and and allows me to do this crazy stuff and like if he didn't shout I wouldn't be Jeremy. able to he's shout out to Jeremy he's yeah, amazing so like to have to have that support network is is really really vital and I know that you have close friends and and an amazing yeah. network to support you can I ask you a bit more because this has been amazing just to hear you you're 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 just an, an incredible person and inspiring person and I, I could listen to you all day uh, and would like to listen and you mentioned by the way before I carry on a book that you've written have you written a book yeah yeah what's the book uh, called it's, it's called career fear and how to beat it uh, it's about the future of work can can okay we we definitely will post it, that book it was please. published by Cogan Page in the UK um they actually came to me in 2019 uh, and and asked if I would be interested uh, in writing a book for millennials uh, to explain about uh, you know millennials and Gen Z on uh, about the future of work so and yeah I will put that uh, information to you that, that would be incredible but I want to ask you about the actual platform now what are you building what is it you're building a LinkedIn sort of educational platform but what is what's your roadmap what's your you know what is in peak tell us a bit more about what you've built yeah to begin we are building and that's why i always say linkedin slash masterclass so to begin with is the masterclass piece uh you know where uh, but but focused on uh, utilizing um emerging technologies so so basically it's like you can think of it as um yeah something like masterclass or or uh, one of the other uh, you know educational things but but the idea is that you have daily live sessions so because one of the problems i find say for example in the past, I've always been a big fan of things like Coursera, you know, things like, for example, um, uh, the great courses. The problem with these things is that the content becomes, um, it goes out of, uh, out of date very quickly, especially because of the way um, that the te that technology is moving. That's why our tagline is join the exponential age. And um, I, I think that, you know, technology is really uh, growing exponentially. Uh, and a lot of people are going to be left behind because of the way that um, it, it, it just moves so fast. So um, so I wanted to, and then of course the other alternative is things like YouTube, which is like not curated knowledge in that way. So I wanted to build a resource that would be always up to date and uh, at the same time also connects people. So that's why I said LinkedIn slash masterclass, right? And um, the... Uh, ideas that we have daily live sessions. Uh, right now, we have up to two sessions a day. Uh, we will be in, in, uh, increasing to three sessions a day from early January. Um, and uh, we are adding a new time zone uh, for Australia and, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and uh, Far East. Um, and then we will be adding uh, uh, other languages as well. So our goal is to eventually get to a place where we have 24 sessions a day seven days a week in different languages and different time zones. And then the content gets, um, uh, uh, gets uh, you know, sorted on the platform in a way that's really easy to find. So let's say if somebody comes in, you know, you, you can very quickly fig figure out from where to pick up, you know, like if you, if you, when you come in to our on-demand section, the first thing that you see is getting started with Web3. And then when you go in there, it says, uh, you know, for example, Web3 for your industry, you know, so so you can very quickly discover where you are and everything is like constantly, every month we go through the content and we sit um, with our team, go through the content and we remove anything or, you know, archive anything that we feel like it's not relevant anymore because the space moves so fast. And um, there are a lot of things that, that new things come up that are better, right? That there are better ways of explaining things. So we remove the old stuff and we just, we only keep like the curated, the, the best curated content on the top, uh, uh, you know, so it's easy to find. And then in addition to that, um, you get access to uh, the Discord. And uh, we, what we've done, we've got two different types of membership. 
there is the pro membership, you know, like our, our Genesis masses, like our pro membership, which is for people who are thought leaders in the space. If you are a thought leader or you want to be a thought leader, you want to be in that group. That's where we will help you put on your own sessions on the platform. We, we will run the sessions for you. Everything is like, you know, moderated by the company. Uh, you know, we, we help it. You know, we, we make sure that there's like a, a, a certain level of standard always met. Um, and uh, um, and then we will, it, it's basically, it gives you an opportunity to get in front of a, a, um, a, a, an audience that we are, you know, increasingly building. So you are, in a way, you are marketing yourself, but also indirectly, but, but really you do it through education. So you are, you know, teaching people something. And as you teach them, people learn about you. So it's classic thought leadership marketing, right? So, and it's how I built my uh, network on LinkedIn. And it's how, for example, Gary Vee built his thing, you know, on his own uh, network through content. So that's what we're building. Um, and, and then uh, once we, uh, after our Series A ra race, our goal is to then start also bringing this. Um, so like the, the piece that we currently have going on on Discord, we will eventually bring that onto our own platform and, and rebuild that in a, in a way that is like, really designed for professional networking. So, so thinking the best uh, elements of LinkedIn, thinking the best elements of Masterclass and um, you know, building this really curated, less noise, you know, so we want to remove noise. And like, so people come in, people are busy. There's too much going on out, you know, out there. And we wanna make sure that people only get what is relevant to them in terms of you know, learning and education, lifelong learning. And, and networking and and like really uh, create uh, and and also I'm a big fan of like using AI um, to help uh, you know curate these connections and and uh, uh, and content and so it's it's about creating a really well curated well uh, presented um, uh, you know resource for learning everything to do with emerging technologies not just Web three right now we are talking about Web three but you know, in two years' time, like I'm already researching um, quantum computing, you know, and, and how that is going. To I I bet you are. I bet. <laughs> is there any? Is there anything you cannot do? You know, I am so <laughs> bullish on you. I'm sure there's other people here that are bullish on you. You've got like amazing, amazing, like uh, just. I, I would invest in you. How do we invest with you? How do we get involved? Do you have NFTs? Do you have a way of us? helping you succeed are you you know are you looking for investment like how do we get on board uh with you Somi? because you're so, you're incredible <laughs> so so actually we've just opened a a new round of investment I, in in half an hour i have a meeting with uh, a couple of investors from ey actually um and uh yeah so we've just opened a new uh you know round of uh, like a mini bridge fund um, between our, because we, I raised 1 million pounds or 1.2 million dollars for our pre-seed. Now we want to have a little bridge fund uh, before we go to our Series A. Uh, so that is open right now. If anybody is interested, they can get in touch. Um, and we are uh, also today, we are uh, releasing our Soulbound tokens. Um, it's going to be an ongoing, you know, it's not like a one-off uh, mint. It's an ongoing mint. We've just signed a contract with crypto.com. We will be releasing 500 a month with them. And then as the market improves, we will be doing more than that. Um, and uh, our own members, so our Genesis members, or so we have two, uh, two kinds of passes, which is our Genesis pass and then our Gen 2 pass. The Gen 2 pass is similar to the Soulbound token that's going out. The difference is that the Gen 2 pass is lifetime and uh, it's uh, tradable, whereas the Genesis, uh, the, uh, whereas the, the new Soulbound token that's coming out, it gives you access to the platform for one year, um, the platform and then the network, everything for one year. And then after one year, it needs to be renewed um, on, uh, on, on the blockchain. We will teach you how to so, do so that. So these, these uh, are all available and I can see right now, these, these um Yeah, NFTs, so the Genesis, Genesis pass, the Genesis right. Pass is available on OpenSea. Gen 2 Pass is also available on OpenSea. Uh, the new Soulbound token, there's a link for it that I need to share with you guys. It, like, I, we, we're literally just releasing it today. So, uh, so there's a link where people can go and mint from there. 
and it's only point oh fifty five. Like it's like seventy dollars. We've made it wow. so cheap, uh, and they're like really accessible for people to get in. Okay, guys, there's the alpha. Get in there. This How much one, bullish you don't want to miss. can you become? How much oh bullish God. can you become? Because <laughs> education, community development, that that's basically the main pillars on which any technology is built. You need to learn about it. You need to grow with people. You need to constantly evolve. And Sony is doing it right here, uh, right now for all of us, whether it's Web2, Web3, Web5, we don't care. We're here to build. We're here to grow together. And I remember you, Hannah, asking me, uh, like, give me some information about Somi. Uh, we've met just briefly <laughs> in London a couple of months ago. Like, what, what should we ask about? What, what should we... And yeah. I told you, I told you, it's all about education. It's all about building together. It's all about staying updated all the time and just... Let Somi speak. You're going to hear so much alpha. You're going to hear so much uh, value-based content. So I hope that our audience enjoyed today's space as much, as much as we did, because it was hell of a space. I you are enjoyed amazing. having Somi. I, I am so You excited. are. Somi, I want to tell you something. I'm giving a shout yes. out to my daughter, Odelia, who is listening to the space. Um, as and I think you know she's really inspired you've inspired like you are so inspiring to I think everybody not just women but especially girls and women especially those girls and women who are right now like in Iran going through what they're going through and you know what that and 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 we this is inspiring on so many levels so I am bullish on you I am going to go and get an NFT right now um I am yeah, going pick to up go on your platform. You should I am, come. I'm, should doing, come. I'm doing the whole thing. I am bullish on you because I know you are going to succeed. And I think um, as well as that, like the stuff that you, the work that you are doing is important. It's it, education is absolutely crucial. So thank you. Thank you for thank coming you on for our show. Me. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for, for educating us, for growing together with us. We wish you nothing but a, Huge, huge luck in uh, less than half an hour on your meeting. We want to say thank you very much for coming. And we would absolutely love to have you early next year to reflect on what we have discussed here today. I want to also thank Lola, who joined us earlier today from Intik. And I want to say uh, thank you to our friends, uh, Asa, Miko, Hari, Caroline. Uh, you're all here. And everyone who joined us today, guys, you're amazing. We hope that you learn as much as possible we are ho- we're hoping to see you next tuesday the same time 2 p.m gmt uh london time we are having wonderful john carp from uh french ecosystem from nft factory and it's gonna be a lot of fun. he's he's uh, amazing and I, I just want to give a shout out to alan who's uh listening and has made some really great comments as well on the thread thank you alan for your participation today um where he tweeted about Somi having a superpower and also being a dad and like that he you know although it's sacrifice it was definitely worth worth it uh, from that perspective as well so thanks for sharing um, those thoughts Alan yeah and and yeah next week is going to be amazing the get we met um, John in person and he's he's incredible so it's going to be another awesome space share the space come and join us invite your friends we are here to rock thank you everyone we are here Two generations, one vision. It's Origins XYZ with me and Hannah. Thank you very much and have a productive day ahead, guys. We love all of you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cheers.